Alright Patriots, Hardliners, Warriors for Christ, it's time to stand up and take your nation back. Are you ready? It's time to assemble. It's time to return God back at the top of the throne where he belongs and get Christ back in our heart where he belongs. They've crossed this line one too many times and we are going to take this nation back once and for all. Isaiah 42:13 reminds us, the Lord goes forth like a warrior, like a man of war, he stirs up his fury. He shouts out his battle cry against his enemies. He shows his might. And that's what we will do here at his heart line. We will show his might. They have crossed this line for the last time. So let's take this nation back. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. If it is a morning on your side of the world, on your side of the globe, where we're at here in the Western Hemisphere, it is a good afternoon indeed. It is Tuesday, September 6, 2022. It's almost evening for us, actually. And it is a nice, breezy, overcast day where we are at on West Michigan. So anyways, welcome to another His Hardline discussion. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. And uh, today you are listening to another discussion, and we're going to be discussing strong family, strong nation. Now, what exactly do I mean by that? Well, as you know, I often tell a lot about the assembly a lot. Okay, I talk about the assembly. I talk about the founding documents and and the resolutions and the requisitions that have been put forth to the military. You know, we talk about the 10 steps to forming an assembly. I do separate shows that discuss, um, you know, uh, the field training manual 2000-25. You know, there's a lot of things that I discuss that's revolved around the assembly and getting back to self-governance. But what we fail to realize is that we can't have a strong nation and have a solid body of people who self-govern themselves without having a good foundation at the home where we have a strong family. A strong family is necessary so that we can have a strong nation, a strong country. Does it ever beg to you know make you ask the question why the family is under such heavy attack pornography the viewing of pornography is at its highest than it, that it's ever been i've done shows already in the past i think one just not too long ago about how you know i played a clip about how pornography is used as a weapon to destroy a nation i mean it, to destroy a middle eastern country i believe israel by making it free on the TV. But never mind the TV, so long as we have smartphones, you got every teenage boy and girl out there, and adults, obviously, who have access to it 24-7, 365 days a year from their stupid smartphone. Then you got stupid movements like the feminist movement and i'm going to play a little clip here in fact let me play this clip now i hope it plays because i had to upload it while i had the intro going let's let's play this real quick it's uh like maybe two minutes let's see if this will play hold on 
Feminism is a scam. A few years ago, I was an angry, blue-haired feminist. I once believed that male privilege was real and that I was a victim of the wage gap. Now that I understand the true motives of feminism, I know that this could not be further from the truth and that modern-day feminism is a war on true masculinity. Before women had the right to vote, most were stay-at-home wives, which meant they weren't working jobs and couldn't be taxed. Our overlords didn't like that. Rockefeller started funding feminist campaigns in media and as a consequence of the movement, women started entering the workforce and leaving the home. Children would then be separated from their parents and sent to Rockefeller-funded schools to be indoctrinated by the state. All of this ultimately disrupting the family unit at its core. Feminism is defined as the belief in social, economic, and political equality of the sexes. But in the West, I must ask, what rights do men have that women don't? Modern feminists are convincing women that hookup culture, using hormonal birth control, and not shaving is liberation. That toxic masculinity is prevalent and the patriarchy must be dismantled through movies and media, we're taught that working for the man, climbing the corporate ladder and paying tax is more empowering and valuable than raising the next generation. Women have lost touch with our natural loving instincts and birth rates are plummeting. Men and women are not the same. And by protesting for equality of outcome rather than opportunity, feminists are demonizing and emasculating men. See what I mean? See, now I got to say this. So. First off, before we get on a topic about how feminism, among other things, destroys families, I had no idea. I've been asking my wife every time we go out in public, what the hell's with the blue hair? I see so many people dyeing their stupid hair like an Easter egg. She's like, I don't know. I'm like, really, what the hell is up with the blue hair? And then I see some purple, but, you know, that's whatever. But when I heard this clip, this girl, who is young, by the way, it's a video I found on uh, on Telegram, a beautiful young lady, but she showed some pictures of herself when she had blue hair. And she explained it, that I guess that's part of the feminist movement. I had no idea what the hell that was all about. So the thing is... Feminism, which stemmed way back in the early 1900s, you know, mid, early, mid 1900s, you know, there was a war on the family. Again, it's another type of war on the family. The reason I bring all this up is because in order to have a successful and strong and prosperous nation where we can self-govern ourselves and to run a nation successfully, we need to make sure we have strong families because a strong family unit is the cornerstone, the foundation of a strong nation. If you don't have a strong family at the home, how do we expect to have a strong nation? If we don't have God centered around our marriage and in our home, how can we expect to center God at the heart of this nation? You see, everything has to stem from home. And if you listen to some of the shows that I've been doing on the EDU spot regarding uh, w uh, with the uh, Field Training Manual 2000-25, it actually touches on this quite heavily. Why do you think they want the defense, you know, they want the family destroyed and they want to, you know, say masculinism, you know, masculinity is, is, is toxic and, 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 oh, God forbid boys roughhouse on the playground. That's, that's dangerous. We can't have that. They're trying to make a nation of freaking Nancy's and sissies. 
Why? Well, for a few reasons. One, because they know a bunch of nations that are full of nancies and sissies, also known as potential gender flippers. They're not going to, they're more than likely not going to fight back. Those would be like your little stupid soy boy latte, you know, you know, skinny pant wearing Antifa little thug wannabes. I'm not even calling thugs. They don't even deserve that title because they're a bunch of wusses. There's a lot of videos out there. You see those little Antifa little puss cakes try to take cheap sucker punches at some big, big boys, might I add. And they get their asses romped. I freaking love it. You're going to mess with the bull boy. You're going to get a gorge. You're going to get a horn gorged up your you know where. And buddy, I hope you bought freaking gauze and band-aids and ointment because you're going to be sore for a very long time. You mess with the wrong bull. And I got news for you, a lot of you people out there that are little soy boy, little Antifa thuggets, I'm going to call you. There's a lot more masculinity in this nation than the media and the leftists will have you believe. There's a lot of good old boys out there. And you know what? Even if you're not a good old boy, there's a lot of just flat-out solid men out there. But this is one of the things that they're trying to destroy. They're trying to destroy masculinity because it'll help destroy the family. When you don't have a father in the family, that means the children will grow up to be more likely to be delinquents and, you know, not have proper guidance. They want to try to get you so hooked to the mighty dollar and make everything so expensive, but yet your income wages still remain pretty much the same so that as things go up and your, in, you know, your wages remain pretty stagnant, you and your spouse have no other choice but then to both work, sometimes double jobs each. Well, where does that leave the kid or kids? After school programs, babysitters, Lord knows what they're getting into and who's influencing them. Looking at the phone, engaging in pornography, possibly drinking. You just don't know. Destry was just saying here on the call board, when men are at work during the day and wives are at home, the TV is programming the wives with you know, Mari and Jerry Springer to train wives to go against the man. And this is how the deep state divides the family, making way for an easier conquer of America. And the legal system designed to take everything from the man and give it to the wife. He's not wrong. I've seen it many, many times over with some of the women that I've dated that were married, had kids and divorced and had full possession of the man of the kids. Although I'm not so sure about Ohio. It seems like Ohio, they let the men scot-free there. I've, I don't know what's going on in Ohio, but unless the girl that I you know, I used to date, an ex, unless she was just too easy on them, I don't know. But the, you know, apparently Ohio is maybe a different case. I don't know. But at the end of the day, this is one of the biggest reasons why, you know, like the black, you know, like the black family, okay, back in the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, right, they were actually, the black American family was Believe it or not, one of the strongest, most conservative families, as far as cultures go, in the in America, even above the white family. They had strong values and good morals, and the government targeted them and started rewarding the baby mama, if you will, the the woman who you know bears the children, 
we'll take care of you and we'll give you these, you know, these subsidies and we'll give you this and we'll give you that so long you don't get married or have a man in the home, basically is what they say. Why is that so important to them? Because they want to destroy a strong family unit. They want to destroy conservatism. They want to destroy morals, values, belief in God, patriotism. That's the only way they're going to conquer this nation is if they destroy everything that makes this nation strong. Like I said, we can't have a strong assembly if we don't have a strong family. It's crucial that every Christian understands that. And even if you're not a Christian, you should still understand that. That he or she, we, are in a spiritual battle and there's no way to get out of it. And awareness of this spiritual battleground is very important. We need to be very aware. Not only awareness, but a vigilance, preparedness, courage, and the right weapons are very crucial elements of engaging in the spiritual warfare. Assembling our nation has nothing is not just self-governing and getting rid of the elite. It goes much deeper than that. It is a spiritual warfare. As it says in the words of Paul, words of Paul in, in, two, in 2 Corinthians 2, 3 through 5, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculation and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. It is clear that our warfare as Christians is very spiritual, and we are not fighting a physical battle or a human battle for that matter. Yeah, there's elements of it that are human, you know, that are a human battle, of course, but it is most definitely on a very deep spiritual level. It's enemies, it's you know, prerogatives, its fortresses, and its weapons are all spiritual. And if we attempt to fight the spiritual with human weapons, we will fail and the enemy will be victorious. This is one of the biggest reasons why I started this platform, ladies and gentlemen. His hard line. Who is his? His is Jesus Christ and God. That's his line. Not my line. That's not Jason Jones's line. That's Jesus Christ's line. Why is it his hard line? Well, because as remnant and God's people, it is up to us to fight against this this evil and make sure they don't cross this line. What's one of the biggest weapons of the spiritual warfare? Hmm, prayer? Yes, there are definitely things that we also need to do outside of the spiritual realm, but the biggest, most destructive force out there in warfare is the sword of spirit. And I don't mean to make this spiritual here or religious or whatever, but this is part of the destruction of our nation. Our families are getting destroyed spiritually. Divorces are on the rise. And if our families are not solidified and, and, and strong, neither will our nation. It's important to note that Paul is not speaking about battling demons here. Now, when Jesus and the apostles cast out, you know, cast the demons out, it was along with the other signs and wonders they, they exhibited primarily to prove the authority of what they said. It was important 
at that time for God to give the apostles a powerful proof that they were indeed from God and were his spokesmen. And so the fidelity of scriptures depends on the authority, key word, of the apostles. So God gave the apostles his power to authenticate their teachings. The point all along was to show that the ultimate authority in our ultimate spiritual weapon is, drum roll please, I think I do have a drum roll here. Where is it? I think I have it. Yeah. So again, the ultimate spiritual weapon is Scripture. That is why we do the 1% with him on a daily basis. The kind of spiritual battle that every Christian engages in is primarily a battle of the mind and heart. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what, I am on one because the more, like I said, and I've said this before, the more I learn, the more I get pissed. The spiritual battle is quite personal for each man and woman out here. The devil, as the Bible has said, you know, is like a roaring lion seeking to devour, and we must remain vigilant against him. And the enemy of our souls have flaming arrows, as the Bible states, and that can only be extinguished by the shield of faith as handled by a believer equipped with the full armor of God. And Jesus often told us, you got to watch and pray, watch and pray. Watch and pray, so as not to fall into temptation. Temptation of what? Like I said, there's temptations of, of, of alcoholism, drug abuse, you know, substance abuse, pornography, gambling, getting involved with stupid movements like feminism. All of these things are designed to destroy a family. And if the family gets destroyed, so does the nation. You have a weak family, you have a weak nation. You have a non-existent family, you have a non-existent nation. And I tell you what, I got a little treat for you that I'm going to drop on Friday that you should listen to. It's about a 28-minute recording that I'm going to play, but I'm also going to, you know, again, I'm not going to be in the studio for about three days, but I'm going to try to prepare something to drop on Friday. I suggest you give it a listen because it's very relevant to what we're talking about right now. This lady who is an MK Ultra survivor goes into explicit and, well, quite frankly, very crazy details about some of the things that she was subjected to and what the principalities and the evils of this world are actually trying to do. The fact that she was able to explain all this crap in about 28 minutes is astounding because there is so much more to MK Ultra than most people even realize. But pornography, and there's a, there's a, there's a couple of men I want to have on the show at least once a month minimum. I'm still trying to work this out. Hopefully uh, sometime this month, if not October, I want to this month. I want to have uh, my buddy, John, and Aaron on the show, they have a ministry in a church that they attend, um, but they have a ministry that they do every week, one for men and then one for, for teenagers. And it's called Line in the Sand, which I think is fitting because it'll be perfect for his hard line. And they help men who deal with pornography and 
you know, because pornography, I'm going to tell you right now, if it could destroy a nation, you better believe it's going to destroy a, a family. And so they help men and they have a curriculum that they go by and it works. And they've been doing this for quite some time and they help men with their addiction to pornography. And as men overcome this and throat stomp Satan in his stupid little throat, lo and behold, a lot of people's marriages start improving just almost instantly. Tell you right now, firsthand, I was one of them. You know, single guy, always, always watched it, didn't think nothing of it. Yeah, whatever. I was a DJ, always on the road. So of course I watched it. What man hasn't at one point in their in their life at, at at some varying degree and if you say you haven't you're either really extremely full of crap or you are extremely really righteous at which at that point i would shake your hand like wow good for you seriously i would not mean that with uh any type of um facetiousness behind it really good for you i would venture to bet that my father-in-law believe it or not is one of those men Actually, you know, not, I don't even want to say surprisingly enough because he's just a living, breathing, walking saint, just like his mother. And so anyway, what my buddy John and Aaron do is they help men overcome the addiction of pornography. And boy, oh boy, what a wonderful thing that they are doing because what they are doing, they don't even realize that they're helping save a nation by saving marriages. That's a true patriot right there. When you're saving a family from divorce, you're saving a family, therefore you're saving a piece of America, a foundation of America. And so I want to have them on the show at least once a month. I want to maybe have them, you know, on the discussion show, maybe have them on for an hour if they'll be so kind enough to grant me that time. They're very busy men. They're just like me. They get, they haul gas. So they got very limited time, but they thought it was a good idea to be on the show. So I want to do that because I have friends and neighbors and coworkers and just a lot of people, believe it or not, that deal with this addiction of pornography. And why am I hammering this so heavy? Because it's on the rise with consumption among women. It's not just a man issue. It's a woman issue. It's a humanity issue. If you look on, uh, I think, what is it? I think, I can't remember specifically where. I can't really cite it for you guys to look at. But if you look at the agenda, you know, agenda uh, 30, uh, whatever it is, uh, for, for the UN, if you look at their plans and their, their, uh, their literature, they don't want families to be existent. They want the family gone. Why? No family, easier opposition to take over and enslave humanity. That's basically point blank. These people work for Satan. When fighting against worldly philosophies, human wit and weaponry are of no avail. Marketing techniques, counter philosophies, per persuasive you know, words of human wisdom, rationalism, organization, skill, entertainment, mystique, better lighting, better music. These are, these are all just human weapons. None of these things will ultimately win the spiritual war. Not one bit. The only thing that is effective, the only offensive weapon that we possess is the sword of the spirit, like I already said, which is the word of God. 
like Ephesians 6.17 says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword gives us many freedoms as soldiers in this spiritual battle. We have freedom from fear, knowing that God is fighting for us and that he will not forsake us. But we have freedom from guilt, knowing that we are not responsible for the souls of those who reject God's message after we have proclaimed it to them. We have freedom from despair, knowing that if we are persecuted and hated, Christ, remember, was also persecuted and hated first, as it states in John 15, 18, and that our bottle wounds will be richly and lovingly tended to in heaven. All these freedoms come from using the powerful weapon of God, his word. And if we use human weaponry to fight the temptations of the wicked one, we will sustain failures and disappointment, without a doubt. Conversely, the victories of God are full of hope. Let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. The hearts of those who hear and accept the true full message of the gospel as given by the apostles are sprinkled clean and washed with pure water. What is this water? It is the word of God that strengthens us as we fight. It's very simple. You'd think it'd be more difficult, but it, it really isn't. It's a very, very simple thing. Spend 15 minutes a day with your Lord and Savior in the Bible. Read at least a chapter a day, and then spend the rest of that 15 minutes, if that you know chapter reading didn't take the full 15 minutes, spend the rest of that 15 minutes or more, I encourage you, in a little bit of prayer. Thank God for all your many blessings. And it doesn't have to be audible or in your head. It could be in a, in a form of a gratitude journal, a prayer journal. I do both. I do audible, you know, I do out loud praying, and then I write in my prayer journal. Again, we talk about the assemblies here all the time. We talk about the history, and we talk about what's coming. We talk about where we're going. But we will not, and this is not me trying to be a negative Nancy, we will not be successful for two, for two reasons. If it, or Well, let me rephrase that. The only way that we will not be successful is if two things don't happen. One, we go to God, ask for forgiveness, and repent of our sins, not just individually, but as a nation, okay? Because this nation has a lot of blood on its hands. Not at the people who reside in this nation, but the terrible powers that be who've run this nation. Those people have blood on, our, on their hands. However, we turned a blind eye to it. So we need to repent at least for that. The second way a nation that we, we, we can't move forward as a prosperous nation under God is if we don't have our home built on solid rock as its foundation. If it's built on sand and it's not sturdy and we just allow any principality to come at us and, 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 and try to tempt us with different things like, you know, enticement of more money or maybe that next door neighbor lady, huh? Yeah. 
or maybe some of that drink, you know, go after work and, 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 and slam down some shots or smoke a little drugs. You know, these are the things out of many, many weapons that Satan uses. These are the many, many few examples, I should say, that I've listed here that Satan uses to destroy the family unit. Again, feminism is another one. Promoting the LGBTQ LMNOP movement is another way. Why is that movement so important? Because they know that if you're gay, you're not going to procreate. Yeah, but Jason, they can go to the adoption agency and adopt. Yeah, I'm sure that might be the case, and that's not very often a thing, but the ultimate goal for their, this movement being pushed is they don't want people procreating. They don't want people having sex like God intended, man and woman, in marriage, in a union, and having a baby. They didn't want that. Again, before the Georgia Guidestones got destroyed, if you look at the at one of those, I, I forgot, I think it was number one on there, maintain a population of 500 million in the world, 500 million. Do you know how many people are in the world, ladies and gentlemen? That's like taking out 96, 97% of the world's population. 500 million? That is what they want to do? Get the hell out of here. These people are sick. I'm glad that those Georgia Guidestones got blown up, really. That tells me that that was a white hat led operation. Thank the Lord. But again, let's not rejoice and sing praises and celebrate just yet. We have a long way to go. So many people ask, when is this show, this movie we're supposedly watching, when's it going to finally conclude? Well, not anytime soon. Even if we do get our assemblies and we do get our 38 states, don't think for a minute that evil's just going to eventually just whoop, all of a sudden dissipate in a, in a snap of a finger. That's not how that's going to work. There's still going to be a fight ahead of us, even with our 38 states plus. It's probably going to take many years, even after we have our assembly of states. Hopefully not. Again, God, only God knows. I'm just guessing. Okay, this is not a prediction. This is not me trying to, you know, speak um, a thought into reality, right, through manifestation, uh, you know, through the law of attraction. I'm not trying to do any of that. What I'm trying to say is that the fight against evil is not just going to happen overnight. Evil's been at this for a long time. And you think the issues that we're seeing today are a new thing? No, they've been dealing with this crap, transgenderism and gayness and abominable, you know, type of actions thousands of years ago. If you read in the Old Testament, child sacrificing, you know, occultic sex. I mean, they, they've done this for thousands of years. This is nothing new under the sun. God knows this. Well, Jason, then what makes this time any different? Well, what makes this time different is that unlike what we saw in the Bible outside of the flood, we're seeing a systematic destruction of the evil empire, Babylon. Hallelujah. 
Luya. But again, it's still going to be a very intense battle. And how we make sure that we can be prosperous in that battle, we need to be good men. And I'm talking to you men. We need to be good husbands and fathers. We need to treat our wives kindly. As Dr. Laura says, choose wisely, treat kindly, right? Some of you older generation people might know who I'm talking about. Yeah, she's still on the air, Sirius XM. 50 plus years later, she's still giving advice and, you know, using her crude words. But boy, I tell you what, she does get through to people, it seems. Good old Dr. Laura. Our nation cannot succeed if our households do not succeed. It, it's as simple as that. That's why it's important to homeschool. That's why it's important for men to recognize in society at large, let's just say that, so for society, not just men, but for society at large to recognize the importance of a stay-at-home mother. Yeah, Destry just, <laughs> that's a very good call. He said, look what happened from feminism. Today, you have men and women's sports. That sure as hell backfired on them. We're the feminists now. See, what people don't realize is these groups that are behind, you know, these people that are behind these groups, these, these movements, they're playing you. They're playing you. They're playing everybody. The LGBTQ movement. They're playing the Antifa. They're playing you like a fiddle. And you are too stupid to see it if you're engaged in it. There's really not too much more I can pound on this message except remember, schools are not our friend right now. The public school systems are not our friends. They're trying to shove critical race theory down our throats. They're trying to tell little Susie and little Johnny, it's okay, Johnny, if you want to snip your little weenie off, that's okay. We'll call you, we're going to call you, you know, we're going to call you Megan. You don't like the, you don't like the name Matthew. That's okay. We'll call you Megan. And, 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 and Susie, we'll just call you, we'll call you Sean. It's okay to, to feel like you're not a girl or a boy. That's the kind of crap that they're trying to peddle and having drag queen story hour. Again, trying to demoralize a nation. So it's, we just, there's a reason why we're seeing the chaos that we're seeing. They're, they're, they're systematically trying to destroy and eliminate the family unit. Men, it's time you step up. If you're watching porn, I'm going to tell you something that my buddy told me, his pastor. Now this, you know, these are not words that derived from my mind. But I'm going to tell you because I think people need to hear it. And I'm going to give a warning right now. If anybody has children listening to this, I'm going to say something pretty ucky. 
but it's a solid thing that people that 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 was said to a group of men at a retreat a camping retreat it was just nothing but a bunch of men okay so again i'm giving you some time another 10 more seconds or so turn down the volume pause it skip forward whatever you got to do shut it off listen to it later okay but a buddy of mine who's in the church who loves his church and his pastor was a formal former criminal, a biker. He was a drug dealer once upon a time. He was a hard individual. And he found God. And now he's a pastor. And he takes every new member of his congregation out to lunch and pays for lunch for the family because he wants to get to know them. I think, first off, that's outstanding. I wish I lived near that church. It's about 45 minutes away from me. And even still, that might be worth the drive. But on this retreat, again, remember, these are not my words. These did not come from my mind. But boy, is it impactful when a man heard this. And he said, and I'm trying to remember correctly here, but basically he was saying to the men around the campfire, you know, when they were out there talking, right? Again, because it's a retreat for a church. How many men, you know, uh, I'm trying to use my words kind of carefully because it, it's it's embarrassing to say on the air. I don't want to really say it, but basically, you know, how many men, when was the last time, you know, anybody thought or, or, or viewed, you know, any uh, pornography? And, uh, and a lot of them were like, oh, nope, 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 not me. Really? Yeah, nope. We haven't been engaged in any pornography. Rita, I know you just tuned in. I just, I put a little parental advisory. I'm about to say something that, uh, <laughs> that, that uh, it might be offensive to children. So don't have children around. But I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is something that a pastor was saying to a group of men regarding, you know, pornography and, and, and lusting and stuff like this. He basically said to this group of men, okay, you're not watching pornography. That's great. Well, when was the last time you spanked it then? And you know, group of men kind of were like a little quiet because they were kind of embarrassed about the question. But there was a couple men that, you know, they raised their hand, you know, shameful, of course. And these were his words. And forgive me, but these were his words. Your hand is not an effing, I'm not even going to say it, P-U-S-S-Y. So stop treating it like such. You men have wives for a reason. Even if you vision something in your mind that's anything but your wife, and even still, it's still lusting. Even though you don't have a computer screen or a phone at your disposal looking at dirty images, if it's in your mind, you're engaged in pornography. And when he told me that, I was like, whoa. I was like, that's pretty deep. That's powerful. Again, why is this important? When men are engaged in pornography, I can speak from experience, there's something that happens with the psyche and you turn more aggressive. You are more of an angry person. Satan gets a hold of your heart. Satan gets a hold of your heart when you're engaged in that nonsense. That's how pornography can even destroy whole nations.
Yeah, it's hard to believe that a pastor would say that. But yeah, I agree with Rita. Good for that pastor. More men need to speak truth. And that's exactly what he said. Your effing hand, your hand is not an effing P-U-S-S-Y. So stop treating it like such. When my buddy told me that, I, my, look, we're truck drivers. We, we make a lot of dumb, stupid jokes. And some of us have potty mouths, but that, that made my face turn red and my jaw drop. I was like, what? It's like, whoa. I mean, seriously, it was enough for me to feel embarrassed on the inside. I was like, whoa. Crude words, yes. Truthful, 100%. I'm not going to name names or even the vicinity of who I'm discussing here because that's not meant to be discussing about somebody. But, you know, the thing is, is I'm trying, you know, we, we there's people that we know that are married and she's having issues with her husband. He's aggressive. He's abusive verbally and somewhat physically. And yes, we're friends with them. Now, he is seeking. Now, he, he, he actually admitted himself to go get some help. That's cool. He, they recommended a counselor, gave him some, I don't know what the drugs were called, but something to kind of help calm him down, right? But before he did this, I asked his wife, I said, if you don't mind me asking, I said, I don't mind, I don't mean to like eavesdrop on you and my wife's conversation, but I said, does he engage in pornography? And they have two kids together, right? And she goes, yeah. So I'm going to tell you right now, because I was there. And I know the kind of man that it turned you into and what, when you get away from it and you beat Satan and you get away from it, the kind of man you turn into afterwards. So I'm going to tell you right now, it's the porn. She goes, you think so? I said, I don't think so. I know so. I'm telling you, all of that crap ends, for the most part, when that filth leaves his mind, leaves your home, you put up child safeguards on the internet, whatever you got to do. Because again, this is a spiritual war. This is a spiritual battle. These occultists use sex. They use the, the gift that God is supposed to give a man and woman when they're married. And he bastardized it, and they use it to do black magic. Imagine that. So anyway, I think I've pounded this subject pretty hard. My whole point of this conversation is this. The assemblies are very important to saving this nation, yes. What's more important is saving the family. Because if we can't save our families, our assemblies will, will, will surely fail. We need strong families that are involved in the assembly. And that needs to continue to grow. That's my whole point of this whole discussion. We need strong families so our assemblies can be strong, so then our nation can be the strongest that it's ever been. That's the bottom line.
uncomfortable conversation, maybe for some, not for me. Because I know where I was and I know where I'm at now and where I'm going. So that's pretty much all I have. I do want to play the warrior's prayer because it is my favorite prayer. Let's play this and then we'll round it out. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, may it guard my heart from evil so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, may I stand firm in the good news of the gospel so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. Amen, indeed. Amen. And so we, I, I just want to continue on with that for a second. And God, we pray that all the families of this nation can heal and grow stronger so that we have a stronger nation. So, so anyway, that's pretty much all I have. And like I said, here at His Heartline, we are firm and we are steadfast and we are uncompromising. We have to be. That enemy has crossed the line for the last time, and we do rely on the protection of divine providence, and we will do our part as warriors for Christ to hold that line. As it states in Joshua 1, 9, one of my favorite verses, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Proceed forward, hardliners. Never waver. This is your land. This is your country. This is your life. And let's not forget, this is your family we're talking about. Own it. Protect it. Rita just put here in the chat board, 2 Chronicles 7.14, the believers must repent in order for God to heal our nation. Amen. Thank you for putting that up there. I hope you have a blessed day or night wherever you're at in the world. We will see you back here later on this week. Like I said, I'm going to try to drop something special on Friday. Um, no guarantees. I'm going to try to work on it. But until then, or the next time, we'll be back here uh, more than likely either Friday evening or Saturday sometime. So, all right. Have a great day, and we'll see you later. Have a blessed day.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so very much for joining us here for another His Hardline discussion. Don't forget to share this website, www.hisheartline.com. Share this podcast far and wide. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's what it means to be a hardliner. We are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. We are warriors for Christ, and this is the Lord's fight. It's time to take this nation back and return God back at the top of the throne where he belongs. Thank you for joining us again and come back again. Have a blessed night.